0: Oh Lord, help us to know that whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction so that by steady faith and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. In Christ's name, amen. There are only two books in the Bible named for women. Now recently we considered the story of Esther and today... We hear the beginning of the story of Ruth, a story in which famine and dislocation and death mark the beginning of the story. But it's okay to read ahead the other chapters because by the end of the book, these will be reversed with harvest season and marriage and birth. The story takes place when Leaders called judges were ruled. They didn't just sit around in court, they were military leaders too. Roughly 3,000 years ago. Some scholars think that the story of Ruth was written down about the fourth or fifth century BC, but whenever it was written, it was a powerful story about one single family. A story that has no villain. A story that speaks to timeless values of kindness and friendship and loyalty, devotion, faithfulness, especially the great faithfulness of God. Listen for the word of God. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah and the name of the other was Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Chilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food, so she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have some sons in my womb that they may become your husband? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I'm too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you even wait until they were grown? Would you refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me, and more as well, even if death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, did you hear about the man, the father, who picked his son up from school to take him to the dentist? Well, the dad knew that his son had been looking forward to school that day because the roles for the big school play were to be posted. So he asked his son, did you get a part? Oh, yes, the boy said, I play the part of a man who's been married for 25 years. And the dad said, don't worry, son, maybe next time you'll get a speaking part. (laughs) 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 Well, now, the verses we read from the first chapter of Ruth reminded me that they introduce a number of characters. But did you notice in the first chapter of the book of Ruth, Not a one of the men has a speaking part. They don't say a single word. Because of a famine or food shortage, Elimelech moves his family off to Moab. This isn't the first time somebody important in the Bible moved because of a famine. Back in Genesis 12, it told us that Abram and Sarai, before they were called Abraham and Sarah, were moved to Egypt because of a famine. And the 42nd chapter of Genesis tells of a famine that eventually moved Jacob and his 12 sons to Egypt. So Elimelech and Naomi's sons, Malon and Chilion, they married these Moabite women, and then the father and both sons died. Malon, by the way, means sickly. He's the one that married Ruth, which means friendship. Or companion, Chilion means pining. They say, well, one one of those names meant dying, and the other said not much better. Both sons were were not well. Anyway, the other, Chilion married Orpa, which means in Hebrew back of the neck. Now, before you say, well, some of these people had names I have never heard of. Let me remind you that you know a famous person named for Ruth's sister-in-law, Orpah. It says so on her birth certificate. Now you call her Oprah Winfrey, but she was named by her Aunt Ida Orpah, a name from the Bible. It's just those folks in Mississippi, none of them knew quite how to say Orpah and it got translated into Oprah. So you know at least one of these names and probably a few Ruths. Well, in a foreign land, there's the poor widow, Naomi. Of course, in those days, they had no insurance, no social security. Your insurance, your social security was in family. And she didn't have any family there except these widowed daughters-in-law. In those days, she was far from home and she had nobody to lean on. So she resolved to go home, and she told her grieving daughter-in-law, you go home too. Get back to where you once belonged, you might say. Well, first they both said, no, we're going with you, and they kissed her and wept aloud. One daughter-in-law, Orpah, took her mother-in-law's advice and left, went back home, but Ruth clung to her. And Ruth said something that's been quoted at so many weddings, usually in the King James Version. It's, entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee, for whether thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge, and on and on. I don't know about you, I've gone to many, many weddings where that was quoted because it's such an ultimate commitment. Ruth didn't just commit herself till death do us part as they do at weddings now. She had a commitment that was a forever commitment. Well, you could say this first chapter of Ruth is all about choices, decisions. Consider the decisions that are made. Elimelech chose to take his family from his homeland, Bethlehem, a town name that means city of bread from there to Moab, where he and his, both his sons would die. Malon and Chilion, the sons, and the daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah, they all chose to marry foreigners, different from their own background. Naomi chose to return to Bethlehem. Orpah chose to return to her family and Ruth chose to go with Naomi. Ruth's choice is the most interesting. All those other choices, all of them are logical responses to the situation they were in, but not Ruth's. It was not just that she was leaving her family and her religion and her family. She was leaving her homeland. She didn't really have prospects back there. And you think about it, she was going with someone who made another choice. The other choice that Naomi made was to change her name, it tells you later in the chapter. Her name, Naomi, means pleasant. But Naomi changed her name to Mara, which means bitter. You remember in the verses we read, she said, The hand of the Lord has been turned against me. And when they get back to Bethlehem, she tells her friends who greet her there, Call me no longer Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has wrought calamity upon me? So let me ask you a question. Would you leave your home country to go to a place where the one and only person you knew in the whole country had named, changed her name from pleasant to bitter? Nomi had a lot to be bitter about. She'd lost her husband. She'd lost both her children. She felt she was too old to start over. Her prospects were dim, the outlook was dark. She was bitter. Well, if you think about it, Ruth had lost her husband, her brother-in-law, and her father-in-law. Yet she decided to stay with this embittered mother-in-law as Naomi returned to Bethlehem. Well, it turns out that Naomi was right to get back to where she once belonged. Is it? And it turns out that Ruth was right to go with her. Well, have you ever felt like Naomi, like God has turned against you like changes your chances in life are gone like all your happiness is behind you that's the way naomi felt and she was bitter ruth had great loss too but she had one relationship she was committed to her loving friendship with her mother-in-law naomi When hardship and losses hit us, we can, like Naomi, choose bitterness. Or like Ruth, we can choose faith. If you're tempted to desert your faith, to abandon your trust in God, get back to where you once belonged in faith. Thanks be to God. When you get to the end of your rope, Remember that God's got a firm grip on the other end. Don't be bitter like Naomi, but in like Ruth, have faith. And never forget, we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Now, the Lord may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you.